0: Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. He's so good, isn't he? Isn't it far better to be in the courts of the Lord than anywhere else in the entire world? He's so awesome well you can be seated we're gonna just uh we're welcoming bill and kathy up and um we're we're so blessed to be able to have them here they uh haven't been able to come as much as we wanted to because of all the covid craziness but uh we're excited about what god's been doing with them so they're going to update us on that and uh again i'm like we're excited uh for the opportunity to sow and to bless uh their ministry and all that god's doing through them but Why don't, uh, I think Kathy's coming up first, so, all right, I can, all right, well, let's welcome Kathy as she comes. Wow, big church, you got a new house. Since the last time we were here, you've, you've moved to a new, this beautiful building. Um, is there any excitement about that? Come on, let's give God a praise for that building. He's, he is equipping you for the harvest that's coming in, amen? Amen. And, you know, that's what we have been focusing on, um, you know, the last few months. This year has been a tough year, actually, to get moving. You know, we don't fight against flesh, but we fight against spirit. And it's like every time we stepped out to go somewhere, it was like three or four times we had it all set up, and something would block it. It was like, okay, next what are we doing now, right? So we had we got an invitation to go down to Alabama uh, just a few weeks ago. And so Bill and I were pretty determined that we were going to get there because there's been so many cancellations. So we just, you know, we went through. It, w- it wasn't easy to travel. You know, it's not easy to travel right now. There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through and... And that sort of thing. There's not as many flights, so you're hanging around airports and doing things, you know. But you know what? It was so awesome just to be up in that plane. We had a 6:30 flight out of Toronto, and you know we stood in three hours line in the US, United States uh, Customs, but that's okay. We still kept going, and it was. It felt like I. It, I, that we just broke out of whatever it was that was trying to hold us back. And, you know, when we were down there, we got to see other brothers and sisters in the Lord, and they are pushing forward. They're pushing in for more of God, just like you and I are doing. That, And it's so good to see when you kind of come up and out of where you are to see other people doing Things and fighting in the army of God that we're not doing this alone, that there is people pressing in and believing in faith for the things of God. And you know, and that's what we, we, we know that God in the next 10 years, we just got an impartation for the next 10 years of what God wants to do. And I know you guys just went through a replenished weekend and you had a huge impartation and your prayer as well. There was a huge impartation from God and I know he's going to do something awesome in this season. Will you have the faith? Will you have the eyes to press in and see? To keep going and don't be satisfied for what we just got. Let's press in deeper. I want more. I want to speak the name of Jesus as we were just worshipping and praising on to the lord i want to speak and i want to witness for him because he is so awesome he's so beautiful he's so holy and i sometimes think we 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 take those moments for granted and how you know when when you can't do the things we've done before we need to to know that these are special These are special things that we're able to do to praise together, to pray together and go deeper with God. I want to encourage you, big church, that God is equipping you for this next season. This next 10 years, will you press in and do what God has got for this church, this house? And I was so excited to have a tour of this building because, you know, the thing, it's it's unlimited what God can do through you guys here at this church, and I just want to, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting geared up to go uh, to West Africa. I don't think I'm allowed to say exactly where we're going, um, just because of security reasons. But we we are excited. It wasn't easy to you know get all the things ready to go for the trip, and we're still not done, and we're leaving in two weeks, but. It's going to be awesome, because I know if the enemy's pushing hard, there's something pretty exciting God's going to do over in Africa, right? So it's just an honor to be back here, and I'm so excited for you guys, and we'll just get Bill to start coming up here. And uh, it's so good to see everyone, and all the ones at home that couldn't come, it's... uh, just an honor to be here and praise and worship and uh, see what God's doing with everyone. God bless you all.
1: let's pray. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you. I, Holy Spirit, I invite you that your words for the, your people would come through me. I just humbly come before you, God, and, and I give my life to you, Lord, that you give you permission that you can do whatever you want to do here tonight. I pray that Lord, that every one of us would have an encounter with you, that you would bless each and every one of us tonight, Lord, and that Jesus would be high and lifted up and glorified in all that we do tonight, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Yeah, I don't move, I'm going to whack my head on it. <laughs> Amen. I, yeah, I don't like that. In the glass, all I do is see myself. Amen. Are you over there? Do you know um, that song you were singing, that uh, God is bigger than what we think or thoughts? Do you know, we, do you know that we serve a big, big God? Come on, I want you to come alive tonight. I don't want you to nap tonight, but I want you to come alive because God, come on, we come to meet God, we come to get an encounter with God, and God is a big God. Come on, God is a big God, and the devil is a little bitty God, the God of this world. But listen to me, listen to me, it's time, it's time that we break out. Come on, it's time that we break out. I told my wife when we when we got on that plane, I said, I'm breaking out. I've had enough of this. And then when we get, and because I moved and we broke out, and then we done one planned one trip to Africa and I didn't tell the fullness of my wife. And right behind that planned another one. So when we get on the plane, we're just gonna keep flying, baby. We're we're leaving on what, the fifth or sixth of November. We're not back till December 13th. We're going one part in Africa, and then we have to come back just in Canada just to say hi and bye, and then we're back in Africa again, And because it's time. Come on. Tell your neighbor it's time. Come on. It's time. It's time to dream again. Come on. It's time to dream again. Come on, it's time to dream for your church to be the great church that God said it's going to be. Come on, it's time that we wake up, come on, and shake off of all the stupidity and nonsense around us and know that God is in control and that God is moving and that God is alive and we're going to see the mighty hand of God. Come on. I don't care. There's no devil from hell that can hold our God. Come on. So if there's no devil from hell can hold our God, well, I've got good news to you, friend, that there's no devil from hell that can hold the God that's inside of you, that's inside of me, that God says, let me out, let me out, let me rise up and change the world. Come on. We're, listen, we... You know, has it been a tough time? Has it been crazy? Yes, yes, yes. But I'm telling you, when the darkness is all around and it looks like hell's winning, God says, I'm about to show up on the sea. I'm about to change what you see. So don't look here, but look here because the Redeemer is coming and he's coming in power and authority and his glory and he's going to change what we see. Come on, because he's a, he's a big God. It's time to dream again. Come on. It's time to dream again. Come on. God is not done with you. God is just beginning with you. Come on. It's time you break out of your nonsense and what's holding you down and get loose and, and shake off all the burdens that's around you. Take off take off all the heaviness that's around you. I don't care what it is, but I know my God is greater than that. Come on. Come on. We we have put maybe in when we when we're putting, we should be putting yes. Maybe maybe God will heal me. Now you take your maybe and you change it to yes he will. Come on. Change your maybe to yes. Maybe God will bless me. No, yes, God will bless you. Maybe God will deliver me. No, baby, God will deliver you. It's yes, yes, yes and yes and more yes. Come on. You know, I said to God, so whatever comes out is his fault, not my fault, so don't get mad at me. But I told God that I said, God, you've got to. You've got to encourage your people. Come on, sometimes I bring a little whip and a little bit of correction and a little bit of direction, but not tonight, baby. Tonight I want to encourage you in the Lord. Come on, your best days are ahead, of you; they're not behind you. Wake up and see the glory of God. Come on. Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know it. This is what God says. Everybody say, this is what God says. This is what God says to me. Come on, that was weak. Come on, if you guys, listen, if you guys don't get it together, he said that I can have unlimited tonight. I said, what time do you want it done? You know, I'm trying to be nice. He said, unlimited. It's unlimited. I't I'm not the brightest guy when it comes to you know stuff like that, but brother, help me if unlimited is unlimited there's no there's no time and eh? okay. so if you guys work with me, we may get out of here by midnight. If you don't, we, what's happen, what are we having for breakfast? So it says. I, this is uh, in the message Bible, in Jeremiah 29, 11, And it says that I know what I'm doing. Come on, that's what God's saying. God, I don't know if you know what you're doing I the world's pretty messed up, God. I don't know if you know what you're doing. God knows what he is doing. Come on. He said I know what I'm doing. Come on. Yeah, but, Yeah, but you don't know what the devil's doing. The devil doing this and the devil doing that and the devil doing. Shut up! Never mind. God said I know what I'm doing. So come on, you can hold on to that. I don't care what's falling apart around you. But God said He looks at you and He said, daughter, son. I know what I'm doing. Come on, you're gonna be okay. Come on, you're gonna be okay. Come on, you may think you're, you're had it. Then I'm tell you, baby, you haven't had nothing yet. it's you haven't had it, you're not defeated, but you're going to rise up and do what God's called you to do. Come on, the devil. The devil, he's afraid of us. Come on. And I tell you, you know, people who say, you know, this is the last days, and Jesus is coming, and I hope he comes soon. No, no, no. I want him to come, but not today. Come on, there's 5.4 billion people that don't know Jesus, so I want that point. Building people to come to know Jesus. Come on! So we've got some work to do. We've got some labor to do. What do you see? I see this church can be full with lost people. What do you see? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't like a crowd. A bunch of people around me. Get over it. Get over it. Oh man. He said, I, I have it all planned out for you." Come on, God says, "I have it all planned out for you." You round them up and they fall asleep on you. Are you tired? Are you tired? I'd like to come down with you, but I know that wouldn't be loud, but, I, you know, if you don't wake up, we, I can find some way to, to wake you up. I may not come, but I know some that can come from here. Amen. It says, I have it all planned out for you. Plans to take care of you. What? What? Plans to take care of you. Come on. God's got a plan to take care of you. Come on. And the devil cannot do nothing about it. Come on. And then he says, Plan to take care of you as I promise. Plans to take care of you as I promise. This is God speaking to you and I. He promised I will take care of you. Boy, this is a hard crowd. I can see the all nighter tonight. And he says to you, and he said, Listen to me. He says, I. I'll take care of you, as I promised, not to abandon you. Not to abandon you. Not to abandon you. God is with you. He's with me. He hasn't abandoned us. Come on. Plans to give you a future and a hope for. Listen to me. This is the day that God's going to open up doors for your plan that he has for you. Come on. Come on. He didn't listen to me. He didn't plan for us to just have nice meetings. Come on. You know, you can have all the nice meetings you want, but nobody gets touch with that. Come on. I know when you talk to Christians that they have to do work, they all kind of shut you down. Is he done talking about work? No, he's still talking about work. He's the Lord of the harvest. We are the laborers. It's a job to do. I'm not worrying about what the devil's doing. I'm more concerned what the church is not doing. Come on, I'm not concerned with what the devil's doing. I'm more concerned what the church is not doing. I'm not talking this church. You, you guys are all beautiful and that. I'm talking about, you know, some other church, but you know, you get it. Thank you, Lord. In Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14, when he said, When you call on me, when you come and pray. When you call on me, when you come and pray. Well, if you don't come to a prayer meeting, you're not calling on God, You're, you're missing out on opportunity to. Have a talk with God. And it says, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Boy, this is a tough group. Yes, when you get, oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 this is serious. It says... It says, yes, when you get serious about finding me, yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure, listen to this, this is good, guys. Then God says, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Come on, God says. Come on, He says, "You and I, yes." When you get serious about finding Me and want Me more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, Acts one eight. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, upon you, and you shall be a witness for me. That's what Jesus says. So listen, I want to be really nice encouragement here, but uh, but anyhow, how can we put that? Uh, Okay. But it says, when you receive the Holy Spirit, power comes on you to be a witness. Right, so we all said, "Yeah, give me the, give me the power, give me the fire." But, but there's another part to that. Are you a witness? Because it works in you. Got a purpose and plan for you, for me, right? But it's, uh, it's for purpose that God wants us to be a witness. Come on. And every one of us can be a witness because why? We got God in us. Come on, the world is, listen to me, the world is set up to be witness too. It's just the church having to move. When we look at all the chaos all around us and say how bad and how sad and how whatever, but God has said, you know, He's the goodness of God, he said, Aaron, you know what God said? He said, you know what? My church's not getting it, but I'm winding her down. I don't want people to, to perish, so what I'm going to do is just rattle it a little bit. I'm just going to shake it up a little bit and help them. Depends what picture you got. Man, when all this happened, I thought, wow. Wow, they, they think they're going to die, and they're fearful, and they don't know what to do, and they're confused. Wow, I got some answers for them. Come on. We can begin to speak into it. Come on. Ben has said I won't go there, but I'll just leave that part there. Thank you. In, in, the NI, in the New Living Bible, the NL, Ephesians 5, 17, 18, it said, Don't act thoughtfully, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. And it says here, it says, uh, it says uh, don't be drunk on wine because it will ruin your life. You know that's for the Christians that think, "Well, I can get drunk, I can drink, and I can do what I want." But it says, "Don't be drunk on wine because it would ruin your life." Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So, so the being filled with the Spirit. Come on, our charismatic, uh, spirit-filled people. We 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 put it that I speak in tongues. Oh oh well. Well, if we're not being a witness, what are we doing? Let's all have a ton speaking tonight and see who can speak in tons along us. (laughs) But don't tell anybody about Jesus. Listen, if if we're firing up the Spirit by speaking in tons, we should be then being a powerful witness out there. Come on, you know, everybody... Everybody uh, says, you know, they say to me that, wow, I love to, I love to cast out demons. I love to see the cripple healed. I love to see a, someone get out of the wheelchair. And wow. I said, well, move first. You know, homie, you live near watching TV, and never going to see that. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So, I want to just briefly talk about three guys in the Bible that had had this God like a purpose and plan in their life. But do you know that sometimes you get a purpose and plan and it don't work out the way you really wanted it to work out? You know that. You know when she said about working out this this trip to Africa was the worst ever to set up for a mission trip, even a visa. It was like it's been crazy. It got so bad that my beautiful wife, she was kind of smoke coming out of her ears, and she was getting kind of hyper. So, so I'd done what any man would do. I ran in the office, locked the door, and put the worship on, and begged God that have mercy on me, that don't let my wife come in. And then I don't help her because I kind of mess it up a little bit here and there. Hey, honey, bedward is going, let's say, like, it was good. But, you know, and this is how we went. Because it was, it was like we've been eight days, eight days to get a visa. We still haven't got the full yes, but I believe we, yes, I'm going anyhow. Tell her to take a boat to cross the ocean. I don't care. I'm going. But this is we're doing it. I mean, it was like terrible. I mean, really terrible. Heart. And my wife said once to me, she got like it was up and down and up and down. I mean, like days doing it, not just like a sure. short. She says to me once, "That's it. We're not going." I said, yes, we are, honey. It will work out. She said, no, we're, I'm not, we're not going. I said, yes, we are. So then she finally said, yeah, we'll go. Okay. Then the next day, get chaos against you, that's it. That, this is not God. We're not going. I said, no, it's the devil. And if the devil wants to fight to this her, what does God want us to do over there? We're going. And then the, then the one day she said, that's it. She said, I'm not going. You go. Bet, you know, we were almost thinking that we had to phone Pastor Greg and children for counseling. Bet it'd work out. You know, hey, honey. She's, gonna, she's giving me that eye now. She's going to, she said, hey, honey, me. So anyhow, I want to talk about, because sometimes, what I want to say, sometimes God gives you something, right? But there's a sacrifice and a little bit of hell to get to it. Come on. And so we have to, if we, if God says, this is what I want you to do, then you got to fight for it. How much do you want or I want to serve God and do what God's called us to do? Or are we just happy just calling ourselves Christians and do nothing for God? Come on. And so here's, I'm going to talk about these guys. So here have anybody ever got a word from God? Nobody got a word from God? I'm in the wrong house. And you're, you're going like this wondering, didn't I or didn't I? Ask your wife, she will know. They, they keep track of us, brother. So we all got a word from God. Come on, come on. Look this. is, Jeez. Okay, so, so here's David. Here's David get a word from God, right? And, he's, and he gets the prophet comes and anoints him and said, You're going to be the next king, right? Wouldn't that be a good word? Right? And so David, he's only probably 14, 16, he gets this word and thinks, Wow, I got a word from God. I'm going to be the next king. Wow but then but then there was a little bit of hell that came to his life right and everything that could go wrong went wrong so david david then mighty david who was a warrior a fighter then he decides to what chicken out and hide in the cave right and so he decides to hide in the cave because why because fear came on him, and he lost in touch who God was and he looked at who he was. Listen to me. Through all this, fear has come on the Christians, some of them, and they, and they begin to they forget who he is, and they look to who they are, and they begin to back away and hide themselves in, even in their own heart and saying, you know what? I'm just going to back away because it don't look good for me. My life may be taken, so I'm just going to hide myself. And David decided, I'm going to hide myself in this cave. And so everybody who was in trouble in their lives, sometimes it comes and trouble overtakes us. Anybody ever had trouble in your life? Come on. And sometimes it overtakes you and you think, you know, that's it. I've had it. I've, I've got to give up. And then, and then what happens is bitterness becomes in our soul, and we begin to get a bitter soul in our lives. And we begin to look at every sin as a discouragement and lost hope and disappointment. And so David was there, and he was in the cave. And he had a word from God he was going to be king. But here he's hiding in the cave. It says that the biblical principle of of the cave uh, in the Bible, it says the cave was a stronghold in David's life. And so sometimes in our life, we get a hold in our life because of some of the terrible that happened to us. And we begin to hide ourselves, Even in our own life, we, we, that becomes a tranholt in our life. And we nobody knows that we're hiding. But then we're even hiding from God. And David was in that place. But then God sent a prophet. Listen to me. God sent a prophet of God. God sent this prophet to David. And he said, do not remain in this stronghold, but depart. Come on. And I'm, here's a word for us. If, if there's something in your life that blew you apart, that didn't work out for you, you had a word, but it just didn't go right, and it become a stronghold that you back away from God, you begin to hide from God. But the prophet of God would say, that, that get from this stronghold now, depart from it now. Come on. And so then, Joseph, anybody ever had dreams from God? Come on. Nobody had dreams? Oh, boy, don't you answer me. Oh. Well, I'm talking to them. They are a better crowd, Lisa. You, you guys like. Okay. Had anybody ever had a dream over on this side? Oh, well, they have beat you that time. They show not. That's what they're doing. Have anybody ever had a dream of this side? This side wins. So Joseph has a dream from God, right? And, and so, you know, I think this dream, I'd like to have a dream like this. I think uh, uh, one of my brothers, are like him to bow at my knee. And, you know, I think, oh, I can see it now him bowing at me. And, and so, so Joseph has a dream, and it, and it shows him that all his brothers and all his family is going to bow one day to him. And he's going to be in this place of authority. And so, so then he decided to tell everybody about the dream, and his brothers really didn't like the idea that they were going to bow to this guy, right? And so, so biblical meaning... It's a spiritual reality of a kind of a living dead. So when you, when he was in prison, and he ended up in prison because his brother sold him and that, and so he ended up in prison, so he had a dream of what he was going to do, but then he ended up going to prison, right? And so prison, that's what it is. Spirit, it's a spiritual reality of a kind of living dead. And, and sometimes a Christian We've had maybe a dream from God, and we think, wow, is this ever going to be great? I had a dream from God, but then it, something happened, and it didn't happen, and then it becomes like a, a prison in your life. You're locked into it, and, you, and you've never seen it take place, and, but then, listen to me, but then it's a spiritual reality of a kind of a living dead. So then, listen to me. You go through life and you're just like a kind of a living dead. You do all the functions, but inside of you, you're in, you're in a prison. You're locked in a prison and you're just like a walking, living dead. And you, and you just say, Yes, amen, clap your hands, you have time. You know, praise, put your hand up for praise. But inside of you, inside of you, you know. You know that you had a dream and and you didn't work out. And inside of you, there's a person inside of you. You lock yourself in this person. And you're just walking around like a living dead. What does it mean to be in prison? You can't do what you want to do and you're held back. Do you hear me? And so when you're in a prison in your heart, you, you can't do what you want to do. And you're held back. I know that I've been in that place where I'm trying to go forward. For God, I'm trying to go forward. I'm trying to go forward. And then there's something that holding me back. I can't go forward. And that's how Joseph was. Joseph had this dream that he was locking a person, not for what he'd done, but for his brothers and what they done and they sold them, but I'm here to tell you, just like Joseph, you may be locking a prison today, but God, well, he's got the key, and he wants to unlock that lock in your heart. He wants to unlock that prison and let you go free, and let that dream that he's given you let that manifest now. Come on, dream again, dream again. Dream again. Revive that dream. Wake that dream up. Come on. Said I will not lock it in the prison anymore, but I'm gonna release it and I'm gonna believe God that if God give me this dream, this was from God. I know it was from God and I'm gonna see it manifest. Come on, do you know, listen to me. Do you know there's Christians that don't even hardly believe that Jesus is who he is and that Jesus will do what he said to do and that, that Jesus will come back? Come on, because we're living in a crazy time. We're living in a crazy world. But I'm telling you that if God gives you a dream, then you need to dream again because we serve a big God and God will give it to you like Joseph. I don't care how many years have been. I don't care how sad you've been. I don't care how disappointed, but dream again. Come on. God is releasing his people. This is the day. This is the now time, not tomorrow. This is the now time, now season. Come on, we need to dream again for the local church. Come on, we need to dream again for the local church. And know that we serve a church that God is going to rise up. I don't mean one church, I mean that church of Jesus Christ. We serve the church that's going to live. Come on, the church is going to live and not die. The church is rising up in a mighty force and a mighty power. Dream again. Come on, dream again. Like I said, I'm not concerned about the devil, but I am concerned about the church. And all people says, oh well, you know, the church is this and the church is that. We don't see that in the church. We don't see that in the church. We don't see that in the church anymore. We don't well you are the church. You are the church. Come on, I'm telling you, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you've heard. But God said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he's going to build it in this day. In the worst hell all around us, God says, I'm going to put my hand down, and I'm going to rise up my church, and I'm going to show the world that my church is alive. Come on. Come on. You're not in a little bingo club. This is not a little bingo club. This is a church of the living God. We serve a great God and we serve a great church. Come on. Is there, is there disappointment in the church? Yes. Is there disappointment in your life? Yes. That went over Good. Well, I try this one. Hey, is there disappointment in your life? I seen that. Were you poking your husband and saying, "Come on, disappointment in your life? Come on, come on. It's time we know who we serve and what we serve. Come on, you know." Do I have bad days, sad day, disappointment day? I have them all. And my wife has more because she's got to do put up with me. But I'll tell you, I'm not going to lay down. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to rise up and do what God's called me to do because this is the day to do it. Come on. Come on. Can you cast out devils? Well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe. Let your maybe be yes. Can you heal the sick? Well, maybe, maybe. Tell your maybe to change it to yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know, I just had some people shouldn't come up to me like that, but I had some loving Christian come and said, Oh, Pastor Bill, I never get to cast demons out, and I never see anybody healed. And, not, and it's, I don't know, and, and God says it in his Bible, but I don't see in my life. I said, how many people do you go and try to cast devils out? How many people do you go and try to heal? Oh, none. Oh, I said, there's your answer. I don't even have to be a prophet for that one. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, but what if it don't work? But yeah, but what if it does? Come on, we got to think a different way. Come on. There's all kinds. You know, people say, I like to cast devils out. Well, there's all kinds of devils out there. You'll never run out. You know, there's more devils and more devils and more devils. They need more devils now. Come on. Come on! I have a heyday. I just told somebody. I just told somebody that I could not. When God saved me, nineteen eighty-four, I could not just get saved and sit in the church and, you know, just. I'm not coming down. Don't tackle me. I, I couldn't just sit in the church and oh, let's have another nice meeting. Oh, praise the God! That worship was good, wasn't it? Oh man! Oh, the preaching of the word was good. Yeah. Oh, man, we just keep rocking until Jesus comes, baby. Let's rock. We're the Christian rockers. Let's just rock. When I got saved in 1984, because I'm kind of a different type personality, I, could, I told a person the other day, if God saved me, let me sit in the church until you come back. I would have jumped out the window by now. But I tell you, when you can cast out demons and you can see the sick healed, and the cap is set free. I'm telling you, I'm all in, baby. You know, I'm just waiting for Africa. You know, I'm just waiting. We just told this other person about, and she looking at like I was kind of crazy. But I said, man, it was so neat. We go on a four foot girl in from Philippines, and and she's really nice, nice and polite. She's the leader in the oh, she's the worship leader in the church, has been for years. And so we had all tell me pray for everybody. And I closed the service, and she was sitting like where you are. And the Holy Spirit said, go and ask her to pray for you again. I said, no, 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 because he didn't understand. I've already done that. I said, no, we've already prayed for her, prayed for everybody. We're not praying. He said, just go and do it. So she's like four foot, nothing. She weighed about 70 pounds. So I said, could I pray for you again? And she jumps up the aisle and says, yeah, okay. So I just, you know, I didn't know what I was doing because we were already praising, I put my hand, you know, just like that. Then she went crazy. I was just telling someone this the other day. I'm all excited and the person looking at me thinking, he's crazy. I said, it was so neat. It was so exciting that, that she grabbed me by the throat and she choking me. And this little girl, and the team is like, and my wife said, don't just stand there. Go and help him. And this, and this girl bounces around. I'm thinking, wow, this is neat. This is great. And, but then she got delivered. Come on. You know, that excites me. But brothers and sisters, that's the real Christianity. The real Christianity. Come on. And we all can do it. But we just don't want to do it. And the last one was Moses. So Moses, he's with the Egyptian, and he gets a revelation that he's an Israelite. So he gets a revelation that he's a God person. It would be much like our salvation. when we we'll get a revelation that, hey, we can be a God person. Jesus will take us into the family. So he gets a revelation, and then, then he thinks that he can do it on his own, and he murders the Egyptian. But then, so he gets a revelation. Wow, this is my family. I'm a God person, right? And, and, but then he ends up in the desert for 40 years. So it's like, guys, we get a revelation. We come, we come from uh, the world, and we get a revelation. Wow! And we get a revelation of Christ. Wow, I'm in the family of God. Wow! But then we end up in a dry desert place in our lives. Come on. And a desert place. It's a desert is a dry place. A harsh harsh reality of survival. And and so we can end up in our lives. We got the revelation of Christ. We came to him whenever, you know, five years back, ten years back, twenty years back. But then we end up in a Desert in our life we end up in a dry place in our life have you ever been to the place that in your life and said you know i 'm so dry i'm I, I want I want a touch from God I want something from God and you even go to a service and you, and you i didn't receive i didn't get the touch i'm a i'm a dry it's dry i'm dry i don 't know what it is but i 'm in a desert place a dry place and that 's where Moses was he was in the desert he had a Harsh reality of survival. And you know that's what happened. I've seen many Christians in a desert place, in a dry place in their life when it, with their Lord in their heart. And they just, in a harsh reality of survival. They just said, okay, we made it another week. We made it another month. We made it another year. And they just, in a harsh reality of survival. And you and you're just in a heart we become we're just so dry, so much of a desert place, and we're so we're just trying to survive. Trying to survive. And someone comes like me, that's all hoo! And you walk away, man, that guy's crazy. Whoa. Because you're dry, baby. You're in a desert place. And you're just trying to survive. Listen, my friend, it's time to come over trying to survive and overcome. Come on. It's time that you move into overcome. And each one of these, listen, each one of these guys, each one of these, one had a word, one had a dream, one had a revelation, but each and every one of them had to go through life. But listen to me. Each and every one of them, the word came to pass with David the dream came to pass with joseph and the revelation of what moses was to do came to pass i'm telling you if you got a word come on i don't care how old the word is it will come to pass if you had a dream it will come to pass if you got a revelation of what christ wants you to do it will come to pass it's a now time a now season to move into that word to move into that dream to move into that revelation why wait Why wait another day? It's time. It's time. God is rising up his church. Come on. God is rising up his church. Come on. You're going to begin to rock the devils when you begin to worship. Come on. You're going to begin to rock the devil. Come on, it's not going to be nice songs. It's going to be when the worship team begins to sing that every devil from hell will begin to rattle, begin to shake, and, and come on. And when heaven comes down and they gives you that song and it begins to break the works of the devil and break the darkness of the devil and people in the seats will begin to rise up and say, wow, I'm free. Come on, come on. You know why we don't see people saved. We don't see people delivered. We don't see people rise up from the dead like the Bible says. It's because not because of God, not because of the devil. We are not carrying him. Peter, Peter was carrying, the apostle Peter was carrying God so much that when he walked along, his shadow would heal people. Come on, so I'll go back to the first. When the book of Acts, when the power of God came on, when the Spirit of God came on them, they changed. But not only they changed, but they went out and won the world for Jesus Christ and began to be a witness. They said, my life, what I was living last day, is gone, is by, and I'm going to live from this day, and I'm going to give it all for him. Come on. You know, it's not, it's not about special people. It's not about titles. It's about a heart that says, you know what? I don't know what you can do with this person, but whatever you can do, I'm a yes to it. Come on. The biggest laugh I've ever had when God told me I was going to be in ministry. I thought he was telling a good joke. I'm serious. I'm thinking, being in ministry, I have a hard time going to church. I did. But then when you find, when you find that you can really carry God, let that sink in. God didn't come in to this house when you came in. And they, and you have to, Oh, well, oh, this is a holy house. The presence of God is here. Oh, it's so much of a holy place. But what happens when I leave? He remains in the holy place in the temple. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He said he broke down in the Old Testament, and he said, I'm not going to live in temples anymore, but I'm living in living temples. I'm living in the temple of whole beings. Come on. We carry God. And when you carry God, i tell you, my friend, when you carry God, and then, then the devils come, man, you have a heyday. It's like, I can't wait to get to Africa. Africa was like, it was neat. Devils going all around you. Boom, boom, boom. I, woo, this is a battlefield. And wow, well, I think I'm covered with the blood. you know, you get fearful moment. a moment. Like, you know, he could die. But, but then that passes by, and you say, woo-hoo, let's go. It's like, you know, like the old gunfighters. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, I've got the balls here. I've got the gun unloaded. Come on, let's do it. Come on, it's fun. It's fun being a Christian. It's not so much fun being an old religious Pharisee. That's a drag, baby. Oh, it's so sad being a Christian. So terrible. You're just a religious devil then. Get rid of that religious devil. Get Christ. Get Christ. And then Christ, said, he'll send you places that would blow you away. He'll do stuff in and through that will blow you away and you're thinking.